Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 234. Lindsay. 234! Woo! Let's go play those lottery numbers. (laughs) We're going to win it big. (laughs) Lynn's here with Tony, obviously. I'm always here. Tony's always here. It's just us today because winter has come to Michigan, finally. Yes, winter came Came all all over over (laughs) our mitten. Yeah, it uh, definitely icy, snowy, shitty roads yes. and other people who said they were going to come just didn't know how right. to drive in this it's, shit. That's fine. But anyway, we, get, we, we we talked about a lot of stuff in their absence. Yeah, I uh, had a good time uh, breaking down some trailers that, rec- that recently debuted on the internet. Yes, Tony got really, really really in-depth to the IDW crossover. Yes, uh, it was a good read. Uh, having a snow day allowed me to catch up on comic books, so that was that was great. Um, great news for childhood cartoon that I loved and adored. Yes, and some Power Rangers news, just, just a little. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be a week <laughs> right. without Power Rangers news. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So sit back, relax. Have a hot toddy because it's fucking winter. <laughs> and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 234. Tony talks a lot. Outside is frightening. It is, and the snow is the, not really delightful. Well, it's not. It's not even that. It's all the assholes <laughs> driving in it, including me, but mostly other people. Well, you know, it would really cheer you up. <laughs> <laughs> Mass crusaders working overtime, fighting crime, fighting crime, secret rain. Who will neutralize? All right. This is going <laughs> to totally get stuck in your head. Yeah, it already is. Thank you. Because this is like the, the 100th time you play the song. This really is <laughs> cheering me up today. And like, it should cheer you up too. It's making me do a little dance, which nobody can see but you. But... <laughs> <laughs> I really do think you'd need to make that your, like, alarm on your phone. Come see the laser rays. <laughs> Fire away! You know, what it, you know what I imagine if you make this your alarm on your phone is every morning you're going to wake up and it's going to be like a beginning of an 80s movie where you're just going to hop out of bed and be all excited and, like, <laughs> start talking, dance start in the Start talking shower. to an r- invisible camera. Yeah. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. You're in the shower brushing your teeth and dancing. <laughs> God, man, if I was on the Truman Show, man, people would be having so much fun with me waking up every morning. If you were a Truman Show type television show, everybody's livers in America would be bad. No, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, so I do have to say, uh, for those people who have never experienced that song, you being one of them until yeah. this morning... Right. That is the mask theme song. Yes. Which, like, I was going to try to cue it up last week when I briefly talked about the new mask uh, books, um, but then I didn't get the audio to work, and 
it's been stuck in my head. It always that song always gets stuck in my head just because of like the. M- 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 mask. It's totally an eighties kids show. So you know, for people who don't know and think that the mask is either a Jim Carrey movie or a Cher movie. Oh, no, this is far from it. <laughs> you should maybe explain to them what the acronym stands for. Uh, Mo- Mobile Armored uh, Strike Command. There you go. Command with a K. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also funny, because that kind of goes into the books that uh, I'll be talking about when they have to explain that. Yeah. Um, not a C with a K. It, uh, yeah, like, before jumping into that, it was it's one of my favorite... Uh, shows back in the day because it was like transformers but with humans that controlled the cars that could kind of transform right and they didn't really transform into robots they just transformed into so they were normal cars that looked like badass fucking like weapon cars they weren't sentient no yeah like but transformers. but the masks also gave each person kind of like a a special kind of power or whatever oh. so like one could project like lasers the other one could do like holograms the other one could like telepathy like so they all had kind of like uniqueness too um but the toys were badass and not just that just the show that incorporated with it right we're also bad which is kind of what a lot of these awesome 80s cartoons were they were just they're advertising they're giant commercials for toys yes yes but that is what has made nostalgia so great it's true marketing yes (laughs) We were marketed the hell too. <laughs> I, well, yes, marketing, but I mean, it's also because there were stories behind the toys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any other action figure and stuff that's based off of um, like X Men toys or yeah. whatever. Well, there's always been the the line of comic books for forever, right? Um, but these were pretty much these were made toys first, and then let's put something yeah. together like with a story. Like yeah, GI Joe was toys first, and then the cartoon came. Yeah. Yeah. Or as Transformers or right. Rom Space Knight or um, what else is there? Action Man, which I didn't really read a lot of that. Um, what's the other big crossover that they're doing? Um, Mask, G.I. Joe. Is it Rom. that? Is it that medieval? What's that medieval one? Oh, there's uh, Micronauts. Yeah. That's oh, okay. not really a medieval one. No. Um, what's the one I'm trying to think of? Isn't there, wasn't there, in that universe, wasn't there just a weird mid, 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 little, little, There was a D&D type show. I know there was an actual Dungeons and Dragons show. Yeah, which Car- was not all that great. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> there was a couple, there was a, or there was the, the Knights. That's what I'm thinking of, Knights of something. Yeah, and are you talking about where the football players get sent back in time yes. to the, the Maybe. world? Maybe. Maybe. It, it was almost like the like the not the Knights of Camelot, but it was pretty much a high school, I believe, football team that got sent back in time, and they somehow kept uh, thwarting like you know evil Magicka dispels right. like stuff. Yes, I, that's probably the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that wasn't Hasbro. So <laughs> actually, you know, it might have been Hasbro, but it's not one of those that's making a comeback. No, so right. Uh, the biggest thing right now is what is. Uh, what are they making still toys now and where they can market them? Right. So let me ask you this deep, deep, deep question. Do you think that all these toys from our childhood that are making a comeback? Because I know like She-Ra and He-Man and, oh, you're playing footsie with me. Um, <laughs> what well, can I say, Lynn? I'm just so excited <laughs> off this song and, and talking about masks. Uh, do you think that they're actually trying to get 
kids back into them, or do you think they're just 100% marketing to adults who that was their childhood? Oh, I think, uh, well, I mean, Transformers never went away, so they've always shifted. Um, G.I. Joe's kind of dipped, but I think this is trying to, I don't know, tapping definitely into more of the kid stream, but with the nostalgic factor, I mean, that's why they've seen the market of, you know, the black market of cons where (laughs) destroyed toys go for tons of money, and not even that they're in it to, like, be making more but they're like shit there's people still buying these as adults let's make some more solid type toys and then somehow market to them and the best way to do that is comic books yes um so hasbro um their main toy lines uh have had in comic book form been taken over by idw transformers being the biggest one that uh idw has had for quite a while they have uh it that it's just it's a great series um not being hasbro because nickelodeon owns teenage mutant ninja turtles now but that is another good series idw has done and idw just has gold mine when it comes to uh already properties yeah existing uh, properties yeah existing properties. so with that being said they are kind of the place where a lot of other um cartoons or even if they're not toy lines or marketing like that that want to go in a comic book you know format Mm -hmm. they go through idw so having we've talked about it like a couple months ago of where the rumors which are true of there being a shared hasbro cinematic universe and i thought it was the most stupidest thing (laughs) i've ever heard (laughs) and i still do we'll get into that in a bit but it I didn't realize, though, that they were then planning on doing a giant crossover within the comic books, which made perfect fucking sense. Well, why wouldn't you think that they would tie those two things together? Because I've never seen in a comic book world an event where, obviously when these happen, it's an event, because right. you got to kind of connect them all, so how is well, this yeah. going to cross over? But not only that, but I've never seen it where it was based on toys mm. it was based off of the manufacturers that own the the property rights comparatively to where uh dc can do any crossover super or, su- or yeah superman and you know wonder woman and right. whatever other things they can go to vertigo too because they own them and you can see these crossovers you even see the crossovers with idw and um in dc with the batman teenage mutant ninja turtles i just say idw is pretty fucking good at crossovers but these people don't really necessarily share their universes. They sometimes hint at it right. as if this has always happened, but usually it's a portal that they came into this comic book world, you know, continuity. Yeah. Do they, IDW, do they do the X-Files and, and yeah, all those? And so they, they had that huge crossover. Yeah, that. and they tried to, um, I mean, that one was kind of like an event. It was kind of cool that they were trying to uh, get those ones because those were all TV shows and movies. Right. And property rights there, and I don't even really know which studio technically owns all those, because like I said, Nickelodeon owns Ninja Turtles, but they just did a a crossover because they could. They own these comic books. But they weren't really making, they were kind of setting up a shared universe, but not really. Right. Um, And really, from that event, not much has sticked anyway, so whatever. It was just a one-off, cool. This, however, is going to have repercussions within these lines of comic books for a while and that's where i want to say that it was a very well thought out um crossover and even though i'm going to say crossover an event many times throughout this that's what um, it is 
is and revolution it it starts um it had five main books and the reason why i get to review all this is because i finally caught up on comic books because <laughs> I, I took a snow day this week <laughs> and i fucking read through a lot of stuff and this finally one, these were ones that i've been sitting on a pile and i was halfway done um and what in reading mask then i had to then go pick up the mask revolution that went along with this um to tie it in which the the comic books that tied into this event you really didn't need to read them mm-hmm. but they did give backstory of who these characters were for some of these people not people the the comics this is their introduction to this world right we've had gi joe for a while now um we've had transformers right. obviously for a while but uh rom he his first book debuted like a couple months before this event but having had only two titles um, in the line going into Revolution, this really pulled uh, readers of these other franchises, G.I. Joe and Transformers, to know what's Rom. What does he do? Who is he from? He's a space knight, which, do you know the workings of Marvel in Rom? I think we've talked about this before, but I don't remember it. Okay, so Marvel was the original publisher of Rom before Hasbro then. Hasbro having the toy line and everything, because also Transformers was also published by Marvel as well. So when they took the rights or said the license couldn't be made for comic books, Rom, the Space Knight, who was a very big character in the galactic, like, space-time continuum of Marvel, they can't mention him anymore. They can say in the Dire Race, which is his kind of big bads that he, he, like, vampiric-type, you know, xenomorph creatures right is who he battles the dire race yeah like dire wraiths dire wraiths yeah. yep oh there was a really good comic with uh uh drax and everything and uh and the guardians and like crossover um with dire wraiths and everything and i was like what the fuck happened to that well the rights kind of oh. left marvel so they mentioned sometimes um of the the space night they also are allowed to use um, Space Knight as a word, but they can't use Rom, so they always say like the the Immaculate One or the Legendary Space Knight because oh. Rom is actually the toy, which was kind of a clunky toy, but it had interchangeable parts that glow and and laser beams. And right, everything. stuff boys like. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Going off topic though, Rom Mask also. Um, started throughout this uh, event as well. So they have been formed throughout Revolution. Um, Rom having a whole backstory of what he's done before and has always been around. So you kind of, in the comic books of those, you're getting to see that backstory. Mask pretty much was made because of this threat of Revolution. Which is kind of cool because the way that they're... Going back to what I originally said of why I liked uh, the mass toys, because kind of like Transformers or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they were the cars were able to transform because they took a transformer and dissected him oh. and used his parts to make these cars. Wow. Yeah, it, and it was kind of they dissected a transformer. Yep. And they that. dissected him when he was alive because <gasps> they found that. I know it was terrible. <laughs> um. Was it a, a evil transformer? The Decepticon. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I couldn't. I didn't want to say the wrong word, so I just said evil. Oh, and that's <laughs> what that's what made. So, going into some of the Micronauts, the other one, which also 
has great backstory of the people like knowing, but they haven't really had a comic book ever before either. Right. So, and IDW is not looking at anything that has happened before them having comic books at IDW. Actually, at the back of all these books, though, they would usually have like little uh, synopsis of like certain characters, and mm-hmm. it says like first appearance, and a lot of them just had first appearance um, toy line or whatever when it came out. Some of them though gave uh, homage to like Transformers number one, Optimus Prime, obviously came out in that back in '84, right? Um, and so on. Micronauts being a well micro universe that that they've had really doesn't seem to fit in this big overall universe. As I said, Mask seems to fit now because they took Cybertronian technology. G.I. Joe being there, who partly helped form Mask as a different division, right. seems to mesh well. Um, Rom, Rom, who's kind of a space knight robot type yeah. suit dude, kind of fits. Micronauts being um, the last in the series... It, it it seems really strange. So they're just they're they can there's just like a microverse yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, like in in Marvel's world they have the microverse right. that people have traversed to and um these people live there and it's been dying and this giant cloud has been um kind of killing everything in in their universe. And the reason why I think this this uh, Revolution comic book works so well is because they based everything off of their long-standing run, which was Transformers. Transformers in the comic book has a lot of continuity now. Um, the writing for the main three books that they have for Transformers, um, Lost Light, which is going to be re- well rebranded Lost Light, Robots was Robots in Disguise, more of the meets the eyes that just become tra- became Transformers, and then Till All Are One tell different aspects of the Cybertronian War. Um, and s- stop me if you're, you're getting a little lost nope, on all I'm, this lore. I'm following. I'm just, I'm absorbing. What I thought was great about this is, is I kept thinking, how are they going to tie this all together? And how are they going to have the storylines that Transformers has had up until now? Well, Optimus annexing Earth, saying this is going to be part of the Cyber- Cybertronian Council. People looking at Transformers still as their big, you know, bad guys going into what I said is, well, then we're going to have a strike force that can be camouflaged and can also transform from their technology with G.I. Joe being the military being like, yeah, these things are big bad. So you're making, you know, the Transformers aren't really bad. They are the central characters. Well, and they're big and scary. Where these people are coming from. <laughs> now, how they tie in the microverse is also ingenious. You know about the 13 Primes, right? Yeah. The backstory yeah, of all yeah. them and Yeah, I do everything. remember that. And my, Yay, I remember that! My, <laughs> <laughs> my Cronus, who, um, his prime power, what made him, because each one had, like, a different distinct ability, which kind of overall went into the nuances of Transformers, um, the micro versus how they can transform in the space, like spatial, um, I forget the correct term that they use, but how a giant fucking robot can turn into a cassette tape. Ah, oh, um, right. Their spatial, yes. dimensional, like where the extra energy goes to that they don't even know. Yeah. Well, it seems like they've had that all along in this universe, and this is where Micronus meant, went and created the microverse. Ah. To actually show a prime, besides Optimus being the last prime, um, 
hasn't really happened in all the Transformers books. So this is even more lore for Transformers, but it adds in why the Micronauts are part of this giant universe right. now. And when they come out of the portal of the Microverse That's to the main verse, really I'm like, it's so, it is so very refreshing that the, it wasn't just some like random, oh, yeah, so and we've, then had, we've had this. these guys. Yeah, yeah, there's these guys. <laughs> Where do they come from? What They're is really this place? small, so you just didn't know they were here. <laughs> so to tie a central figure from Transformers, which right. this whole event seems to be based around, was really stunning to me. I was like, okay, I got to read more. There are some things that don't seem to work out, and that is, uh, oh, Action Man. I didn't really read the comics that Action those Man. tied in. He is kind of like the British James Bond oh, okay. good person. Um, that makes sense why he's got such a lame, na- lame name. Yeah. Action Man. <laughs> In the a couple parts of the Terrible. crossover that I read with him, uh, he's kind of it almost felt like Starlord. Like, call me Action Man. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm you know, Action like, yeah. Man, man. <laughs> so they have now set up all these worlds. So and him being. Um, I did forget about him. Him being tied in as just a British spy ops. Yeah. Him talking to the G.I. Joes and stuff, it it, it makes sense. Right. Um, we now have uh, Miles Mayhem, uh, the bad guy in Mask. Uh, Miles work- Mayhem. Oh, I love 80s villains' names. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, we see that he stole the tech for Mask, but we got, you know, Matt Tracker, who is going to... You did not know these names? I love it. No, that's all great. <laughs> so they've set this up where now they can have, like, team-ups with Transformers, or because they kind of don't trust the Transformers, um, can still battle them or fight them if they want. And and this is where the Diorates, who have infiltrated, like, Secret Service of the Presidency and stuff, that's some big fucking shit that Rom's going to have to deal with now that his tracker thing can't really detect uh who is who and who is a hidden dire wraith um in disguise mm. a lot of illusions in disguise here yeah gi joe having the original gi joe joe colton oh really yeah uh nice. he 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 dead because he was replaced by a dire wraith that was also kind of a big oh. i didn't see that coming rom just fucking killed them and that made rom then the bad guy through this series too till it was revealed that he actually saved them so the crossover potential is great. What happens though is the nuances of is it going to be forced? Because hopefully Autobots fighting Autobots, cool. If they have like, um, oh fuck, the greatest uh, some of the greatest scenes was when um, uh, Snake Eyes battling um, one of the Transformers. So you have human level jumping up like stabbing a sword in the eye and the micronauts has also just come out of like the micro universe Mm -hmm. so you have three different levels of perspective of people the micronauts are small right like size of my fist human and then we're like the size of fist to a transformer all fighting each other the micronauts shooting lasers and stuff it was really kind of a cool scene and they also mentioned of size and stuff and size doesn't matter and and blah 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 Oh, it just, it was, it was really, really great. Um, going from here, they obviously are going to have other tie-ins, but we're going to go to the point where I was saying about the movie universe. Yes. There's no fucking way that can happen. No? No. I think in the comic books, when you can have, suspend disbelief of like, they can easily write in like a portal or they went off here. 
the government's still pissed off that the Transformers annex part of the United States for uh, the major titan that they're now uh, living in. The movies, the Transformers also kind of looked at as the bad guys. Yeah. I just don't see, like, the mesh. I can see Transformers G.I. Joe. That has been right. a crossover staple since the 80s. Well, and they've those already been movies, always... too, so that's really and, easy. But I can see those two sharing a yeah. movie universe. You know, they sometimes rely on the Transformers, or they're doing secret co- uh, covert operations. But why wouldn't Optimus Prime always be like, hey, guys, you know, like, Yo, Joe! Like, what's what's going on? Let's <laughs> let's go and uh, pride, Tony. And, pride. That's why he wouldn't. Optimus. Optimus is above pride. Optimus pride. <laughs> but um, that was terrible. How they're gonna Sorry. fit the Micronauts? Like, force that into a right. movie universe? Yeah. That's really like saying, "Hey, guys, if you're gonna watch this movie." Go read these comic books because you're going to need to in so order to understand. So even if they did a Marvel style where they each had their own standalone movie and then did like a team up movie, you don't think? No, I think they could. They could. It would be kind of one of those things like, oh, there's a Transformer hit in there, but you really start having to be like, wait, but these are real people, and why did they not do this? Why did they not do that? I don't know why it's different for my brain. But reading a okay. comic book, I just feel like they can get away with right. sloppy writing, or which it's. I, I'm not saying <laughs> it's sloppy it's, writing at all, but it. I think it's easier. I don't know it's, when they're not this, real human beings. Well, and it's the same like when you read a book and then watch the movie too. Like even with even in comic books where there's drawings and text, like I feel like you can get so much more detail out of words than you can out of well, just visual storytelling. It's because I think when we see real like brought to life movies with humans in it right we need to have a really good explanation of how this could fucking exist even in our world oh you think we have a hard time suspending i think disbelief or whatever we do a little bit like the transformers movie i will suspend disbelief because they're fucking giant alien robots but it, it you your mind starts to to you know really have to compute then you do things like why didn't megan fox's white pants get dirty in that movie that she was the last one that she was in, <laughs> she wore yeah. white that whole time, and she was pretty damn clean. I guess I didn't really even think of that. Your either. brain does stuff like that, though. I guess is I just don't. The it's, point. it's mainly, and it comes down to even within the book, which I loved. It comes down to the Micronauts. I don't see them. Okay. And why why that franchise would even do well? Right. If they're gonna force feed it, or if it's just like they don't even have a movie, but they kind of mention them or sure, you know, give a name drop, or even they come out of nowhere to team up in one of the books. I just don't see them having their own separate movie. GI Joe, yes. Mask, fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could play this song over and over again and <laughs> make don't. me happy. <laughs> Is this still stuck in your head? Nope. Uh, yeah, there. It was a very good event. Um, quite a few uh, books. Too many artists um, to to explain. I mean, the big uh, the big two though that wrote this whole thing to make it all happen, uh, Colin Bunn and uh, John Barber, um, who he's John's been doing uh, Transformers for forever, so he knows the lore and everything. And and Colin Bunn is just fucking amazing. Yeah, Colin Bunn um, is amazing. He's yeah, he's like the new Hickman. I feel like of making a giant story actually f- come to fruition. He's a good architect. Yes, that is, and comic books need more of that. So I agree. I think that this event, as I get event fatigued, was probably one of the coolest uh, that I've seen. 
Is it over? Yes, it's okay. now over, and starting this month, there's going to be uh, re- Revolution. Um, it's not Revolution. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Revolutionaries is going to be the comic book series, which is going to probably have new characters introduced. I mean, oh, okay. having the continuity of IDW's G.I. Joe as well, where, well, half the Joes have been decimated, and really Cobra has been kind of M.I.A., what they're going to do for now they have new readers coming in that may have known these titles being like what's going on i think they are this is the first time where a publisher is starting over mm-hmm. on just these titles not all their titles right Trans- or mutant industries will be still their ongoing numbers but it actually kind of makes sense now that they've just said all this shit has happened before right they're not rebooting it they're yeah. just they're just saying it's like a new story arc. But yeah, they're just and it was a great it. way of how they just made some of these just coexist without having really coexisted before. Right. Um, especially because Transformers in the latest couple of years have been really off-world, so you then kind of say, oh, G.I. Joe came about in those couple of years, so they really didn't think of Transformers at the time. Uh, there was a great, one of the great books, which was one of the Transformers crossovers, which had to do with... Uh, it was so stupid, too, because it didn't really need to be tied in, but it, it, it did. It was a diorath who was coming to... I'm just going to keep talking about Transformers. Do you know that the war is over and that Decepticons and Autobots are are kind of together mostly and Starscream is running Cybertron? Oh, I did not know that, but now I do. There's a lot of shit that, like... Apparently. <laughs> but because they're so numerous and robots... There are still Decepticons that want to do bad. Right. There are Autobots that don't necessarily want to be friends with um, Decepticons. Right. Megatron is an Autobot now. Um, the, I think I knew that. Yeah, you knew that because I yeah. spoke about that. So this is uh, this little story was uh, about a, some people that have been seen within the Transformers universe. Um, and... They right now have a, a deranged Grimlock who's kind of brain dead, so he's kind of just uh, robot form. Anyways, uh, this group, uh, they meet a dire wraith who seems to be like a not a bad dire wraith, and he goes on to, and then they also meet a uh, a G.I. Joe, but the guy who kept going, yo, Joe, like throughout the entire comic book. <laughs> it was so cheesy of a comic book that it made it great as like kind of the end reading of this whole um, story arc. And you find out that the dude isn't really a G.I. Joe. He's a person that performs at schools when they need people that, like, you know, technically he's a G.I. Joe, but he's not really a G.I. Joe because that's, like, the highest level. So you have him, you have this diorath, and you have these Transformers. And this diorath is talking about the ceremony um, to ascend, uh, the ultimate expression of brand loyalty. They need to have the branding. And... uh, you know the brand is a, a deity. Um, you know it's normally worshipped by by people, and they go into how they need to cross their hands um, in the next phase to uh, to se- to take away the veil of separating us and in the brand, um, and to s- surrender so that they can all be uh, y- we can all be your intellectual properties, my friends, or something. To surrender like it was a really meta cheesy talking about this whole crossover <laughs> in a way of like 
if you read this book by itself, you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? And they're right. really, like, breaking the fourth wall here. Huh. But it was so fucking great. I can't explain enough <laughs> of, seriously. Everyone pick it up. Do you think it'll come out in, like, a full trade? Probably. Oh, for sure, yeah. Maybe better for people to wait until that they get it all through all at once, or... Go buy it now. It's so good. I think it's really good to buy it now because you can also get the jumping on point of a lot of these stories. So why wait a couple months and then have missed out on some of them? Right. Um, I can tell you, as I said last week, Mask is one of them on my poll. Pretty much Mask Transformers. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, ROM seems interesting. I might pick up a couple of those. Micronauts I'm not too interested in. Um, G.I. Joe I've never truly been, but... Now that they have crossover potential, I know I'm going to probably be buying a couple when they undoubtedly team up again. Right. So, yeah, it's very good. Nice. I finally watched the Transformers movie trailer, finally. Oh, for the newest one? Yeah. Oh, my God. I finally watched it. That one has so much aspect ratio switching from, you know titan spot to a giant imx scene to a that i'm like what the fuck are they doing cutting up this a filming in all these different ratios Mm -hmm. and b they just suck at making a trailer well i didn't realize that it was has anthony hopkins been in any of the other like i'm not up on my i'm i'm just it's funny because i started watching the trailer and it was anthony hopkins talking about robots so i thought it was just like a commercial for westworld <laughs> at first and then i realized it was just transformers but i'm kind of excited anthony hopkins adds some legitimacy to westworld it. have you watched it yeah i always forget who uh, was it Derek that hasn't watched it. Yeah. Someone said he didn't, so fuck him, he's not here. No, Um, I watched all of it. It was amazing. Yes. And it... I say it's amazing even more so because it it opens, like, my human mind of, like, thinking about consciousness Mm -hmm. and really they did a great job of explaining that memory, time, um, experience. Right. Creates us who we are and that's, yeah. that's a good show. It is, it's definitely a, a must-see. I think I uh, liked that more than the current season of The Walking Dead. So. Oh <laughs> so remember when I was bitching about the one episode that I was bitching about because I didn't really watch it because it was a filler episode? The one with the... With the, the Oceanside and yeah. the, the girl group. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did watch it. I liked that episode. No, it was pretty much bullshit well, it was, doesn't it matter. It was filler for sure. And she and the uh, what's her, what's that character's name? The girl. Uh, <clears throat> Tara? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was I, gone for a while because she was pregnant. She just had her baby in real life. And so I think... They had to reestablish her? They had to reestablish her because she had been gone. I forgot that she had been gone. And I forgot that she had left before her girlfriend died. I wonder how many people will... Okay, so we know that they won't kill Daryl because he's, like, the hottest property on the show. Right. But at the same point, you would think that would be, like, a big ultimate, like, sacrifice. Right. And everyone would tune into that show, like, that episode, like, they didn't, they didn't. And I think it would turn a lot of people off, say, fucking I'm never watching this game. Right. If they say that. But I think a lot of people would turn in to be like, I want to watch this bad guy die, so I'm going to turn back in. Yeah. Because it's the ultimate bad guy. So I wonder if they're ever going to do that. I don't know. So, obviously, Daryl's not a character from the comic book, right? 
Yes, right. and there's a lot of characters in yeah. the comic books. And we so, don't even need to get into comparing of. Well, no, I just my my only question is so in the spoilers for people who haven't watched the Walking Dead current episodes yet, just, just skip forward. Uh, so he's he's at Negan's place, right? Negan's got him mm-hmm. as a prisoner and working for him and stuff like he's neutering him essentially. So is that something that Negan did to a, a different character in the comic book, or is this just a whole new aspect added to? And it, will it complicate what, you know, will it add to the Carl and Negan storyline, or will it not make a difference? You know, I think it might add a little bit, but that whole point really had to do with Carl. That was when he started becoming a little less whiny bitch. Yeah. Yeah, know. which we all hope he does become less of a whiny bitch, because yeah. he's terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, besides the Transformers trailer... Uh, there's been, I, I wouldn't even say controversy, there's been different thoughts of opinions of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Most of the people that I, I've seen who have watched it, who have posted on Facebook, lost their shit over it. Yeah, it was, and it, I'm, I don't know why I have this duality about me where <laughs> I like things and then I just think about them for like a hot second and then I go, but I fucking hate this. Trailers, love them, but yeah. I hate them. Right. I shouldn't be so excited over them. No. And a lot of times when they give entire plot points away, I don't feel like this one did, and I think Marvel has actually learned not to give everything away right. now. Well, it's not Marvel. Yeah, it is. Well, it's kind of Marvel. Yeah, but that's Marvel. It's kind of it's, Marvel. No, it, it is Marvel. Not full Marvel. Well, it's both of them. Right. But that would be Marvel because he's now in the well, Marvel Cinematic that's Universe. That's why it's probably a better trailer. Because Marvel well, is involved yeah, this time. But it's not Marvel, you just said. <laughs> um, but, I mean, technically it's not Marvel. Yeah, the the biggest uh, naysayers I've seen is that they're pissed that he's back in high school. Um, I can say with the fact that at least it's not going to be showing him get bitten by a, a radioactive right. spider. That'll probably be in the opening credits. But that he already has his powers. Actually, that he already has his suit and everything. Right. Like, we can skip that whole part right, as well. Right, because he's already been Uncle an ben established character. Yeah. yeah. And That's nice. I do like actually. how it showed how, how his suit goes on and off, though. Like, it just kind of skin tight, and mm-hmm. then it's, like, loose. It pops off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that That makes a lot of sense. Like, Tony Stark did a really good one-up for, right. for Spider-Man. But uh, Vulture being the bad guy. Oh, my God. I'm okay. Looks sweet. He looks awesome, and I'm excited that it's... um. Birdman. Oh my god, that <laughs> Michael is, Keaton. I, I didn't even think of that. He, <laughs> Michael Keaton now became Birdman. He went for from real. A, bat, a bat to a bird to a bird. Yeah. Bat bird. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a Batman esque type. Yeah, bird. yeah. He's got the tech. <laughs> yep. Um, fuck, I know I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, no, people that are, are not liking his because they're like, I want the dark adult, you know, Spider Man. And I'm like, I'm with you. I feel you. But a lot of like, really good stories happened when he was in high school. Right. If we're going to take like some iconic scenes and, and, and thoughts on how shit should go down, don't you want to have those established? And they're like, well, kind of, yeah, I can see that, but I want the dark. And I go, Tom Holland is like signed on for many films. Yeah. He's also going to age. Yeah. They know this, so why not do a few as they can as him a kid? So maybe two movies that in that realm, and then he becomes an adult, and we see his transition... Because if not, you can't go back and say, oh, now I'm younger. Right. Like, yeah. 
resurrections don't happen really in movies. No, not generally. I think, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the movies, superhero movies that we get are dark. All DC, all the DC movies that we get are dark. A lot of the Marvel movies, I mean, they're lighter. What, is is that a secret? Justice League dark confirmed? <laughs> well, that they've already, it's already drawn. Well, yeah, but I'm saying but... <laughs> like a full, like, human movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. Anyway, there's so, all right. So, yes, adults are probably the biggest consumers of comic books at this point more so than children right but i still think that you know there needs to be movies for kids and spider-man is really to me the one logical place where you can start drawing in younger viewers to get them tied to the to the properties and if you just make everything dark you're alienating a whole generation of kids that won't get addicted to it until they're older you know what I'd love to see is Superior Spider-Man on the big screen. Yeah. So I'll go that route. Like, is that pretty, the, the Doc Ock yeah. Spider-Man? Like you could have it ending with <sighs> Spider-Man, like one of the movies ending with him dying, and then the next year it is Superior Spider-Man and he comes back yeah. from the afterlife because he was dead. I'd be a fan. My favorite Spider-Man thing that they had done recently was the whole Spider-Verse thing. That would be an amazing That would be movie a little too, too ambitious. A little, if you did else. the whole thing, but if you did just the main story of, of it with them going against the... The web. The web and all the vampires, eaters, spider eaters. Maybe they can throw in a, uh, a stone or two. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I don't know, they already pretty much got a lot of that but already. But I loved the trailer, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't lose my shit over it. Like, I wasn't like, oh my god, this is going to be different than every Spider-Man movie that's come before it. Just because Iron Man's in it doesn't change that it's going to be a Spider-Man movie for me. Mm-hmm. I like his little webbing on his costume. His I think wings? It's total old school. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but I did, <laughs> there was the, the one point in the trailer where they show him, you know, trying to hold something together with his web. Mm-hmm. And it, like, pulling him apart, essentially. That is... For sure, the number one overused Spider-Man trick in all of the movies. Yep. There's a scene in every single Spider-Man movie where something's falling apart. Yeah, and he's got to hold Spider-Man it from both sides. Spider-Man has to hold it together from both sides without being ripped apart himself. So I could have done without that. But <laughs> other you know, than that... Universally loved trailer that also debuted? Guardians? Yes, Guardians Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Ugh, baby group. Baby group. <laughs> Baby Groot. I'm just going to keep cute saying baby, baby Groot. Cute baby Groot. He's, he's, okay, so he's adorable. Everybody loved him from the end of the last movie, his little mm-hmm. Groot little dance. dance. And that was all they yeah. knew of it. And they, well, everyone thought he was dead, and I'm like, I fucking know how Groot works. And right. he's got a splinter that's going to come back to life. And yeah. I see them actually using him now to go down small crevices and everything within the trailer, which is what they would use him for right. in the comic books. So, I'm excited about Baby Groot, and I think everybody in the world is as well, and I don't know if, I mean, that's not the only reason to be excited about this movie. This is going to be an awesome movie, and Drax in that trailer was also hilarious to me. I don't know if he's that funny in the comic book, but... They've, well, as they've rewritten uh, continuity for Guardians, which pisses me off. (laughs) We Everybody knows that. (laughs) Drax was always kind of the meathead. He wasn't, and they're not even trying to make him stupid. They're just making him, well, no, they are making him stupid now. He was supposed to be written literally, like, everything that was said, he didn't understand. Right, you know, so, like, when stuff. stuff goes over his head, he yeah, says. Yeah, he thinks that it's a literal something, but I now it. they've kind of turned him into kind of a dumb jock, <laughs> yeah. which I don't like because that is not 
who the nuance of him just not getting, you know, the joke right. or whatever or the pun that that's the funny part, but just to make him laugh at everything. But I still like his character because huge fucking dude that is that dumb is kind of funny. It is, and when he starts laughing at, at Star-Lord because the one chick tells him that oh, he's yeah. got sexual feelings for Gamora, yeah. and he and Drax just oh, loses his shit over it. I'll tell you what, that actually, I lost my shit over it because that's Mantis, who one of the, well, she was one of the most powerful uh, people in the Marvel Universe at one point. Um, she's the what they call her, the the prima donna or something religiously of she gives birth to a child which will be the most powerfulest being in the okay. world uh this was also back in like 70s and and early 80s type uh right. cosmic stuff and she kind of showed up as part of the guardians in the most recent 10 years ago annihilation conquest and all that so to see her there which is something that fans have wanted most other people don't know who the fuck she is right but i'm just like She's kind of powerful telepath, and that could come in handy. <laughs> uh, so, back to Baby Groot, who is adorable. And I've watched the trailer five times just to rewatch Baby. I just, I lose, it's just childlike glee every time I watch it. Um, but it has been said that using uh, Baby Groot to such the extent, and who knows if he's even in the movie that much, or if they're just making it a Baby Groot heavy trailer. But that it's a grab for merchandise, and that's all it is. And James Gunn has come out and said that it, that's not what it is at all. He's not, he doesn't care about the merchandise. Obviously, Disney probably does a little bit. <laughs> it is, I mean, if it's there, you might as well grab it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I just had something funny that I, I won't say. But, <laughs> um,. But he came out and said that he's using, he's relying on Baby Groot because Groot in the original movie um, was old. I don't know how old Groot is, but I imagine he's a huge tree, so he's got to be... Many, many eons. Yes. Not eons, really, but yeah, centuries. So he's, so he's wise, and you know, you can't really tell because Rocket's the only one that knows what he's saying. So your your his wisdom is being filtered through Rocket Raccoon. That's what I also that's what I also love too is like that has always remained the same. Actually, I mean in the books there's other people that have uh, been able to like the best scene if you remember us talking about it was when Maximus um, Black Bolt's brother who's right. a genius met up with the Guardians and started Groot just I am Groot and then Max goes. Oh, I never thought of that stuff. And then saying how he's like the third smartest being in the universe, you wouldn't get that from a tree that says right. I am Groot. But it kind of makes you think, hmm, that's maybe why they win some battles tactically, mm -hmm. him knowing it. And it was just kind of a one-off thing, but me and my brother still run with that because we love Groot. And well, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's a really old tree. He probably knows a lot of things. But again, it's being filtered through a... Uh, egomaniac raccoon. <laughs> so you don't really know what he's saying or if it's intelligent or not. Um, but it, so taking him down to Baby Groot, and I don't know how this works with his intelligence. Does he starting over? Does he lose all his memories? 
no one really knows, I guess, but it gives you more of like a, it opens up the plot more when you have, when you lose that pinnacle of wisdom that has been in your group for so long. And I think it also is going to add to the comedy because that part where he's talking about not pushing the button. Does anybody have a piece of tape to cover over a button? Which made me laugh really hard because when my kid was little, we had to put tape over the buttons to the television because he kept turning them on and off. So it's totally a true thing. (laughs) So not a cash grab according to James Gunn, but... Do you have any other trailers to talk about? Uh, The only other trailer... Actually, I watched two trailers. One is The Mummy, and we don't need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, The other one was The War for the Planet of the Apes. Fuck yeah. That was an amazing trailer. I am hoping... I'm hoping that somehow at the end of this, because these movies are taking part, like the original Charleston Heston... um, The Charleston Heston is after... Well, yeah, but that, but I mean, saying those, that, that series of movies, which was filmed, like, what those? 70s? Yeah, I want to say, yeah. like, 70s. Into the 80s? But those, their timeline would be, like, we're in the now, mm-hmm. the virus pretty much wiped out most of uh, humans, the monkeys are on the rise. If, at the end of these movies, it goes into them having society societies, and all of a sudden, you could almost, like, watch these movies to those movies. Oh, yeah. Like, it sets it up to where, even though those came before, they're really not before, they're actually after, and these right. are all prequels to that. And or if they just redo do a reboot of, of that one, I would be kind of okay with that. There, be... there, ones, there are some movies that should not be rebooted, and I think Planet of the Apes would probably be okay, as long as it's not... Well, you know, though, they kind of did it with the Marky. Yeah, I was going to say, one, as long as it's not... Um, that one kind of... I liked it for what it was. Who directed that one? Uh... Tim Burton. Okay, that makes some yeah. sense. I, but I didn't like it for other things. Like, I'm just like, no. But these, like, well, they're not all called War Conquest, whatever. These new ones, though, have been badass. They're and the way they've so been telling good. And Caesar just, like, you feel for him as mm-hmm. a leader of these kind of maniacal apes. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it looks, I mean, I'm not... I know lots of people who are huge fans of Planet of the Apes, Casey Pierce being one of them. Mm-hmm. But... These really make me want to just go back and rewatch all of them I, before yeah. this one. It just looks it's even visually... ben, even even beneath with the the telepathic yeah. uh, people with the comic <laughs> bomb. Visually, it's amazing, and the story that they're building, I think, is it's just it's I don't know. You can't you can't do better than that. So that one that was my that was the last one I watched this week. That was this is the week of the trailers. Was, there are lots of good ones. Well. Something that that didn't have a trailer, but you should rewatch it if you if you haven't yet. Power Rangers. Go go Power Rangers. It was, it's not even uh, much to talk about except for the, the nuance that we kind of pre-talked about. Yes. Before. So there's a poster for the Power Rangers uh, movie. Um, first time that you've you've seen the words "go go" in any type of like right. marketing for it. But it, it comes down to you have the Zords, which having more, that's something that they've been slowly revealing stuff. The suits, now we know what they look like. Yeah. Um, they the revealed Zords. parts of the Zords when they yeah. had them standing on them. And this is the first like pretty good shot of the Sabretooth Tiger Zord with all the other ones kind of in mist behind it. Right. So I can only imagine in the next week they're going to kind of like unveil more of this mist That'd so be you can smart. see them all. 
But it comes down to having the Sabertooth Tigers so predominant in the front, <clears throat> they kind of wanted to make sure that you knew that they are like being piloted by people. So you have what you can see as the Yellow Ranger up in kind of like the upper back muscle, neck muscle of the Sabertooth Tiger. So not truly in like the, the head, head part, yeah. which where the fuck they put the cockpit, I don't care. What I do care though is when you take that perspective of, of how tall that is compared to the robot, it's one thing. But when you compare that to the trees that are down below. <laughs> She's giant. Yes. <laughs> like, if they would have just did, like, without, like, anything else, you would just think, okay, this robot's a bit smaller, mm-hmm. like, almost, like, transformer size, but now it's looking like this robot is, like, giant combiner are already transformer size, and that this human is just as tall as right, what Optimus Prime would be, <laughs> as tall as the trees when they fought in, in one of the, the Transformers movies, so... Yeah. They really did a shitty job of... Editing, essentially. Yes. And, I mean, that's not give, like that doesn't give anything away in the movie. No. The robots look apart from... I mean, so, like, I don't know that I would have known with, without it being yellow. And, like, really, like, I just now am finding the teeth. The mm-hmm. saber-tooth teeth. Um, but I don't... Without it being yellow, I don't know that I would have pulled together that this was the saber-tooth tiger. Okay. I don't think that it... I can't, I can't pull that from the robot, that that's what that is. Like, some of them are easy to tell. Like, obviously, the pterodactyl is it's, uh, flying. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that one, I mean, that one looks almost like... An airplane. Well, yeah, but all, it, it kind of looks like the original one. I mean, you can't... The only thing you can do is have more flappy arms instead of it looking like a chest plate that just turns into a pterodactyl, right. too. Um, but with the whole scene, what the, the new... Uh, Megazord looks like. Uh, we'll see how it how it combines yeah. and, and how it goes. But. It might look better from a different angle. It could just be a weird angle. Yeah. Oh. Um. So speaking of movies, so the book I reviewed last week, AD After Death from Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire, amazing book. Already sold the movie rights for it. It's pretty fucking quick. That is... <laughs> it came out two weeks ago, and they've already optioned the movie rights for this movie. It's a good story. Somebody I don't, I don't... I don't... Yeah, I don't have fault with that. It just... It... Mm. It's so... It is so quick. It, it literally... Well, you know what, though? Here's the thing, though, is it's not so quick. They had to have already had this deal made with lawyers and shit, like, months ago. Right. So they had it done before the book even came out. I think they just, you know, news cycles and that. Right. Why announce a movie to a book that the book isn't even out with? So yeah. they wait a week until it's out. So here's my question: Do writers and it's Image? So I don't. Image doesn't own the rights to these comic books, so it's all up to the mm-hmm. creators. So do they send these scripts and stuff to production studios to option them, much like scriptwriters do for regular movies, or? Are the production companies so story hungry that they're up the butts of every single comic book creator that is making a name for themselves right now that the minute they come out with something that's good, they're like, oh, we got to get this. I think think that, (laughs) you know, let's let's pretend that that I was a very successful writer and you were just kind of a schlub somewhere. Well, you're going to be sending out your, you know, scripts all the time where... They're going to be coming to me knowing who I am. So 
So a they, bit they probably they probably went to them and said, "Hey, we've been waiting for you guys to do something that could be right." And then they're like, "Well, we do have this," and they probably were like, "And we were going to send it to you guys next week, but since you came to us, yeah, sure, this is yeah. what we're doing." Um, I, and I'm fine with that. I just there's there's a big part of books being turned into movies, which a shows like not Marvel, uh, Hollywood, their inability to be creative. Right. And because they always do the marketing side of what's a safe bet. So they don't make amazing fucking movies like Arrival. Normally, that's something I thought would... Great movie, but not many people would see it enough to where they would take a chance on another one like that. Right. But I'm like hoping that it, it you know resounds loudly of, let's start doing more sci-fi nuanced movies like this because... They are needed. Instead People of it, are grasping them. Yeah. And even if it didn't do so good, still does good enough to make some more. Right. Because we want that. Instead and, of one every 20 years. So our last yeah. nuanced sci-fi was Contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one was The Arrival. And there's been a lot of lot of variation in between. Most but, of them are pretty. Well, and even if you're going to pull. In your face. <laughs> if you're going to pull from a book, don't pull from a book that last year was New York Times bestseller. Because that has not resonated rose-tinted glasses of, like, how awesome it was. It's already been known, like, awesome. Right. Um, You know, taking Lord of the Rings, which is something that's been wanted for forever, made sense. Chronicles of Narnia makes sense. Those are old-school books. Another Shades of Grey, whatever. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, I get that there is a market, and they're going to make money with darker shades or whatever it is. But... Like when Horny you th- housewives, that's yeah. that market. But when you think about it, <laughs> some of these are so new that it's it's not refreshing for anyone right. else than the fans. And even then, some it's of the fans are like, I just... Instant gratification. Yep. So you're not... When you wait in between the when the book is successful and when you make the movie, it just builds. But it could also just increase your expectations that the movie is going to fulfill that need that you've been missing for a while. So, if Lord of the Rings would have come out and been terrible, that probably would have set back making old movies and or old books into movies. Like, a couple years. You know? If they couldn't do Lord of the Rings well, luckily they did. But... Yeah, even then, I wouldn't want them to keep trying. It would, it would, it would piss me off as a huge cinephile. Right. Shit. I don't know. It's it's one of those things you just you, you think a lot about. I mean, the world's a crazy place. Like sometimes life is like a hurricane. Um, race cars, lasers, airplanes. Sometimes I just feel like I want to solve a mystery or rewrite history. Are you? Is that the mask theme song? Is that what you're yelling? No. To? Oh, is that the duck? Wow. Du- du- that is duck, duck tales. tales. I, I left out <laughs> Duckburg and Duck Blur in, in saying the first couple of lyrics because I gotta that would have, have given the, it. I gotta have the song, the Ducktales song, the dun, music. Dun, 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 yes. Dun, dun, <laughs> life is like a hurricane. Thank you. I would have known instantly what that Duckburg. was. I know. That's why I've, <laughs> I was trying to read it as like. I know you were. You lost Shakespearean. This is not the audience for that, Tony. (laughs) Clearly. I think other people got it and then it went over your head. (laughs) You got the mask theme song stuck in your head. It's your fault. Yes, you're very excited. Uh, DuckTales coming to a small screen near you soon. Yes, and that was was one of my favorite shows of the Disney afternoon 
they used to have. Because everybody's also one of the best video games. That and and, and uh, ever gummy created. bears. Yeah. Oh my God, gummy bears. I actually, know the all, all the lyrics to that song too. Gummy bears. Yeah. Um, oh. like Ducktales wove a, uh, a a good story from having a cartoon that most didn't have a lot of continuity. But it was also one of them that had a lot of them from the first, very first um, episode when they went to find the city of gold <clears throat> through the nuances of the the in like um, an Alan Quartermain type of way. It was a total. Have you ever seen Alan Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold? Mm-mm. Mm, you should watch that and then watch Ducktales. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, though, like, with the ship and everything, which then had, like, a map on the ship when it got stolen, and then, but there was a chocolate, like, ship that was molded, so they had the th- map, and then they had to get this and that, and do you know what the storyline I'm talking about, it's though? It's been a super long time since I've watched anything DuckTales. And they, so these episodes were, like, spliced that was, in. like, a movie, right? They did the movie, too, the DuckTales movie. Oh, with the, the genie of the lamp? Yeah. Shabooey! <laughs> that was one of my favorite fucking movies, too. We rented that shit all the time. <laughs> Friendly genie that had... He had unlimited wishes, too. Yeah. Damn, I need that genie. That was a good good one. No, the um, with the DuckTales one, like I'm saying, they're, they're what I would call multi-parters. There's two-parter episodes sometimes, like Tailspin. Oh, do a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. Or even most of the... When the new shows came on, like Darkwing Duck or anything... They had a two to four parter to set up like continuity. Like you need to watch all four of these to get the main focus of what this right. show is about. And then they have their individual fight a bad guy day. But like with um, directly from the past one that happened of following this map or finding this piece to the treasure to actually getting to the city of the gold where they had the giant sundials and they accidentally decided to melt the whole place down. And I still remember visually when they're flying away and then. Launchpad's, uh... Launchpad uh, McQuack. Cargo plane then all of a sudden uh, got turned into gold because it got sprayed by gold when they were leaving. <laughs> oh. I that was cool. I don't know. Anyways, I'm, I'm going way off topic. Uh, DuckTales, fucking great. Yes, and 2017. I, just, I hope that it... I hope that it does do justice to... The art style's definitely a little different. Uh, I just hope they don't force... Like, force the nostalgia right let it be its thing and it can be its thing have voice actors you know go the run of the mill they're on treasure hunts a lot and the boys get up to antics and uncle scrooge is heartless but yeah really has a heart right also he can swim through gold which i always thought was amazing (laughs) i love every single cartoon that i see of people Drawing someone going down and just breaking their neck. I know. Like, there was a Family Guy episode where they did that. That was one of his things that Peter wanted, I think, when they got some money, is he wanted a room full of gold, and they show him diving into it and breaking his neck. <laughs> uh. So how do you think uh, Rogue One's going to do this week? I think it's going to do amazing, as all Star Wars movies do. I can't imagine that it's bad, but Dane Cook seems to think that it's the best Star Wars movie ever. So, I'm going to put my trust in Dane Cook and go with that. <laughs> no, it had its uh, it had its world premiere, international premiere. Yeah, and reviews are saying, though, like, 280 to 300 million yeah. worldwide. Like, that's fucking huge. Especially for, as they, well, okay, everything that used to be in Hollywood, though, is not the same anymore because 
shit just has been spun out, out of control of what is good and what is bad. And right. People are going to go, but like summer tentpole movies were the big thing. Now it's doesn't even matter when it is. It's just what it is. Star Wars has realized we could fucking make this in December where everyone else is still going by the old schedule and we're not going to be competing with anyone. And now right. everyone else is looking like, man, we wouldn't mind doing December, but well, we de- can't compete with Star Wars. December was always the month that the Oscar movies started coming out. And Oscar movies tend to be a little more uh, highbrow, I yeah. guess. So you had like just this whole couple months where it was there weren't really a lot of action movies except for there was always one movie that came out around Christmas that was like the poll for because movie theaters are open on Christmas you ain't got shit else to do why except for maybe be with why spend time with family? your family <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Star Wars definitely has changed that game for sure December is going to be about Star Wars for like the first next for five six seven years. I'm just, I'm okay with that, but I, I think it's going to be good. I don't know that I agree with Dane Cook that it'll be the best Star Wars movie. Well, that's, I mean, that's one fanboy's opinion, but I mean. I just thought it was funny that they used him as a source for how good it was, because I don't know the last thing that Dane Cook did. I really don't either, but (laughs) what, uh, what do you think of our bets still? Oh, all right, so for a reminder for everybody... We have we placed a little friendly bet on the length of time that Darth Vader will appear in this movie. And so I said less than a minute, which in hindsight probably isn't true. <laughs> That's really fucking stupid. But Sorry. So, but we decided it would be from zero to three minutes, right? And you're from th- uh, 3.01 to five. Is that what it is? No, it's just, in, it's just the, the in-between. So if it yeah. comes up well, like directly in-between, we both... Yeah, and then Derek had five. I think Derek's probably... Oh, he's for sure going to win. Yeah. But he also lost at the... Karaoke com- thing? Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. You still didn't even pay me for that that one. Oh, I haven't. You didn't tell me what you wanted. Oh, so is, that, is that simple? Yeah, you just got to tell me what beer you okay. want. <laughs> I can do that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm fully prepared to lose this bet. But, you know, they always do that, though. In movies, they shove a really well-known character into the preview or into the trailer, and then they're there for, like, a hot second. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I think that's what is going to happen with Darth Vader. I can't see him being in it for too long. Have you changed your mind? Oh, I definitely think it's going to be more... I think the think five to be? eight. I think. I, well, I think. I mean, I don't think he's gonna be a central role, but I think he's definitely gonna be a central role. That this is the only way they can bring Darth Vader back. So why wouldn't they fucking like? It's true. Promenade him out there. I mean, he was in the, the last toy movie. sales alone for the newest. The last one. <laughs> he was in episode seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His melted face. <laughs> That's the toy I want. well i guess we'll see uh in a week right Mm -hmm. because it comes out the 16th uh yep yeah so So less than a week even did you Uh, pre-buy your tickets yep you did Mm -hmm. did you no i'm a terrible fan yeah you are i'm probably not going the opening weekend are you gonna wait yeah wait till christmas when you don't hang out with your family (laughs) 
Uh-huh. Leave leave your son at home. Sorry, son. Can't hang out with family today. No, I gotta go watch a I, movie. I would take him with me, obviously. You can take your family to the movies. Then you don't have to talk to them. No, you man, just all so, watch a movie <laughs> together. And you give them the false perception that you're spending time with them. <laughs> That's the trick. That's the trick to spending time with your family. Do something where you don't have to talk to each other. Okay. That's how happy families are made. <laughs> well, booze in a book this week. <laughs> Is Nova number one? Yeah, it's something that uh, I definitely wanted to get, like, do a full review, really get into. But since we are going a little overtime right now, anyways, and we got to throw our booze in the book in, um, this, and I wanted to just talk about this because I'd been saying it for last months. This is going to be a book that I'm going to pick up. Yes, this is the Richard Richard Ryder is yes. coming back. The cover of this book I saw was amazing. I liked the, the skeletal. Yes, and that is part. So, Nova. And here was going to be my fleshed out review, uh, condensed. Uh, so he, Richard, has come back already in the previous, like, because now this is a new number one because they Marvel just keeps rebranding every time. Um, that he's already been back technically, but we didn't know how he's really come back from the Cancerverse. That they're actually going with that story, even though uh, Star Lord had said how he had died in the Cancerverse, um, which is the whole uh, Brian Michael Bendis' fuck-up on storytelling. Um, I was hoping this book is going to at least tell me how one of my favorite characters came back. Nope. Nope. In fact, only a small part in this book, and that's kind of uh, kind of pissed me off, because that's the whole point of, like, teasing he's back and he's going to be part of this ongoing series now mm-hmm. and this kind of wraith like looking uh being when he's looking in the mirror mm-hmm. it, like i'm like okay but he puts on the suit his mom kept this helmet it was kind of sad to kind of you know see his dad passed away when he was gone and he's been gone for five years which comic book death wise it's pretty a long time pretty long time and this is one of them where if they have like a good i want to know the story of why he came back and it better be a damn good one from all the other shitty stories that they've said how the few people that got out of the Cancerverse did. I mean, even Black Bolt was there, but he screamed so loud that he will cause the crack to go there anyways and right. pop back out as well. So, this story, like, I have, um, I have faith in it. Um, it's just, um, with the new creative team, um, Jeff Loveless, Loveness and uh, uh, Ramon uh, Perez. Oh, I um, like Ramon Perez. He was on um, Spider-Man before this. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's not only dual writing, obviously doing the art. Um, I think with the Nova book that it's been, I I see it as being like a solid good hit Marvel has, and they can tell a whole new story of the Nova Corps. But I kind of like you know fleshing back the the continuity and having Sam be the only Nova. Finding out there is another Nova. Right. Know. Did he know about Richard Ryder, Sam? Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's how kind of him coming back continuity. Sam started learning of the world mind, which then kind of in his head formed as Richard's face. And okay. then he knows about the like the, the Nova core, like from his dad being one. He knows what they are and how he got his special black helmeted suit. But he hasn't met any of them because they're all they're all dead. Right. That happened ages ago, anyways. Um, 
So I do hope as we see more of a resurrection with with all of you know the Nova core. Um, but to pair this, besides being a little pissed off, even in the back, uh, the you know letters to the editor, the editor sometimes speaks to the you know people being like, "This is our first you know what we're doing in an ongoing series." And right. All says you know and. And for how did how did Richard come back? Well, that's just that's just something we couldn't put in one book, and you'll have to stick around and see. And I'm like, damn you, Marvel! That's really all I care to see. But I'm going to stick around. I'm going to keep picking this up. But for everything that that happened, bringing him back, a good good drink. Um, and I actually had this down when I was in New Orleans a couple years ago. Uh, the Resurrection. Uh, it is when you mix it normally. We always mix it with. Double everything mm, and make it stronger. Super size. Yeah. <laughs> One and a quarter ounce of Captain Morgan, uh, ounce of lime juice, uh, ounce of honey, or about an ounce of honey syrup, two ounces of coconut water, um, half ounce of blue Caraco. <laughs> Derek's not here to be like, damn it, Tony! <laughs> and uh, some jalapeno. Oh, shit. I made my mouth feel weird. And I. <laughs> got a little kick um yeah. so yeah that's uh, the book this week nice I'm excited to hear more about richard Ryder in the future <laughs> yeah yeah me too <laughs> and everyone else that bought nova number one uh so i have a, a fun little duck inspired quote this week okay. Maddie, okay if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck you're probably drunk because ducks don't talk <laughs> Anonymous. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, stay thirsty for m m m mask. 